Myth, myth, mythologic? Myth, logic, logic, logic? Alright. Hello and welcome to Mythologic. Uh, I'm your host, Cody Seller, with... Uh, your other host, Robin Ringland. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to Mythologic. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was for our listeners, not you. All right. Well, how are you? How are you today, Robin? Good. Uh, I didn't have any dreams last night, but no. I actually woke up, and since the clocks went back, it okay. was a bit lighter outside, and I thought yeah. I was late. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I was out there for a second. Yeah. Yeah. It was nice. Uh, it was nice having that extra hour of sleep. I I needed it really, really badly. Um, I'm still tired though. I'm yeah. just always tired. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, this cold weather. Yeah. Whenever it's so cold, I just I want to get like nice and cozy and go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. We just got a uh, a big uh, dump of snow uh, last night, and that was uh, that was rough. That was rough. Um, so uh, in a little bit, uh, we'll be going into our topic to do- today. Uh, today our topic uh, is uh, we're going a bit submarine. I've got okay, so I had this one. I've got, I've got another dream from back in my, uh, my childhood here that yeah, this, uh, little dream this storage here. yeah yeah it's <laughs> it's not it's uh it's it, this one's pretty simple, uh, but I'm I'm curious to see how you how you analyze it. So it's just it's a classic flying dream. I uh, love those. Yes, <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. It, it's and uh, it's really just I uh, just kind of flying through. The mountains, uh, but I'm flying through the mountains on the back of a gigantic ladybug. That's uh, horrible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It kind of sounds like um, it sounds like a, a, an anime film a little bit. Like uh, what is what is that director? Uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Do you know? Yeah, Miyazaki. Yeah, 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 Miyazaki. I like his films. Uh, yeah, he's fantastic. Fantastic. I'm not like a big a big anime fan, but those films mm-hmm. just top notch. Princess Mononoke. Amazing. I don't think they qualify as anime. No. No, because okay. like. What's what's the uh, qualification um, for like anime specifically? It's like a certain frame rate okay. for the animation. Oh really? And Miyazaki actually puts more work into his animations and makes sure okay. they're nice and smooth. And oh, crisp. that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I would never have thought that. So I guess it's just um, yeah, what he, I'm thinking of. It's just a, a, a style of drawing. Mm-hmm. Like okay. He, um. Yeah, people seem to think just because it's Japanese, it, that means it's anime, so... <laughs> <laughs> Was I just subtly racist? <laughs> <laughs> no, but sorry, yeah, it, it's sorry. a common misconception. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, those films are just fan, just mm-hmm. fantastic. I'm a, I'm a that, big that's fan. That's a good idea for a film. What's your... You should write him a letter. Yes. The ladies, about the ladies. <laughs> yes. Oh, I think he's retired, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had... He's come a... out of retirement before, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he seems like he's probably got, like, he's got a, a rubber arm twist. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Miyazaki film? Oh, man. Miyazaki, you said. Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, probably Kiki's Delivery Service. Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah. That's a good it's one. It's one of the first ones I watched. Yeah, that's that one's that one's really cute. Yeah. That one's nice. Mm-hmm. That one's nice. I gotta like. I know it's kind of mainstream, but Spirited Away. It's hard to. Yeah. It's hard to deny. Mm-hmm. It's really really good. Um, and then Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, Big that's fan. a popular one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, They've got to. And you know what? He. That's kind of. I don't know what they what he had for voice actors for English voice actors for like Kiki's Delivery Service, but once it got it, he kind of got a little bit more popularity. He was got like Chris, uh, Christian Bale was did the voice of Howell in in uh, Billy in, Crystal. Billy Crystal was the <laughs> <laughs> perfect my favorite yeah. Billy Crystal role. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what else there, but like in uh, Princess Mononoke, you've got uh, Billy Bob Thornton. I think did a did oh, a voice yeah. in there, and oh, there was a few others. But anyways, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a yeah, it's a great, great film. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't think there's any about floods, though. <laughs> no, 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 there aren't. Um, they've got, what is that? They've got one with, like, pa- Oh, pe- Ponyo. 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 They've got <laughs> yeah, some. Very, o- like, oceanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theme. All right. So that's our attempt at a segue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Get on the ark! Everyone on the ark now! I think we should get on the ark. I agree. I think we should get on the ark also. I'm cold. I'm wet. I'm going home. All right. So today, flood myths. Uh, let's. Uh, should we start with that? Do you want to start with sea monsters? What are you thinking? 
go with the flood. Let's go with the flood. Yeah, we live in Manitoba. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, it looks like, oh, we've got we've got a, a flood coming up this spring. It's mm-hmm. gonna be it's going to be rough. We've got, anyways, watch out, Winnipeg. <laughs> All right. So we'll start. Let's start with the the uh, biblical flood myth. Uh, so the uh, this is the one in Western society, I guess that we. That we know uh, the most. This is the one we know and love. The one we know <laughs> and love. Yes, the <laughs> good old the, Noah. Yeah, yeah. This is the uh, Western society's favorite story of uh, of mass murder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Among all the others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Top ten. Yeah. So okay. So here's the story. You know, it kind of goes like this. Uh, there's a bunch of people on Earth. And uh, God, we've decided to call him Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And Yahweh is uh, getting... Not just people, but there's also like these weird um, half-breed human angel things <laughs> called Nephilim. What? I yeah. did not know that. Yeah, that, that's part of the reason why he was like, ah, no more of this shit. And okay. then okay. <laughs> sent a flood down he to was kill like... everybody. <laughs> you just, he's like, I did badly. This is... <laughs> you know what? Yeah. I was on a roll. I got I, then I just got a little bit crazy. Yeah, and then I gave my angels free will. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were time, like, oh, time I want for a <laughs> And he just held down the power button for a while. Yeah. Uh, and did a hard reset. <laughs> 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 right. Okay, so Nephilim. Oh, that's. I've got just. I'm gonna be looking up Nephilim a little bit. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah, people. Uh, weird half people angel creatures mm-hmm. um all the weird ass creatures that exist on earth <laughs> and uh yeah and yahweh was was not a fan of them mm-hmm. no so uh they were i'm not sure what i'm not sure what all the other animals did uh other like i know these he was upset with humans mm-hmm. but um he, he yeah, i don't know yeah I guess, I guess these guys are going with them. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he couldn't—he couldn't think of a, a more like specific plan that would only get humans. He was just like, "I've got a flood. That's all that can come <laughs> to my mind. There's going to be collateral damage. Yep. It's just going to be the way it is." All right. So he brings the brings the flood. Sorry. Well, there's I'm... a few people he likes, like Noah yeah. and yes. his family. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, he likes Noah. He's uh, he's had a good long time to get a kind of. Uh, personal relationship with Noah going. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah's uh, about 600 years old at this point. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they're, uh, you know, they're bros. They're bros. Uh, so he says, "Kate, uh, I'm going to yeah, Noah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna flood the earth. Uh, I'm gonna just, you know, wipe everything out. But uh, you're cool. Your family's pretty cool, I guess." Um, I like you, so I'll let them stay. Also, what was it? Two of every animal, of yep. every creature. Yeah. Something like that. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't know about the fish, though. I don't think they needed. That's a good. That's a good point. That seems like. Yeah, yeah. God was supposed to have everybody, but Noah and the fish. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So then. Um, I'm not doing a very good job of telling this story, but uh, you know it. There's a f- there's a flood uh, that comes. What is it? Forty days and forty nights. Of, I think so, yeah. yeah. Forty days and forty nights of rain uh, on this ark. Uh, I skip past the ark entirely. So he builds an ark. He says, mm-hmm. "Build a boat, Noah." <laughs> um, he build it uh, thirty what three hundred cubits long. 50 cubits wide and uh, 30 cubits high. How big is a cubit? I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I read that and I was like, huh, thir- 30 doesn't sound like a lot, but a cubit must be big. Yeah, it? yeah. They carry all those animals. It is huge. Have you seen um, Have you seen the ark that they built in Kentucky? They built an ark. They built an ark in Kentucky. In, in Kentucky. Yes, it is a Christian-themed uh, theme park. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you okay. walk through, uh, there are... You know, like little stables or whatever with fake animals in them. Fake? Uh, yeah. Make it a petting. Yeah. Maybe, well, maybe maybe there are some, but definitely some are fake because some of them are dinosaurs. Oh. Uh, there are dinosaurs on there. Okay. Because, <laughs> well, they needed maybe, to... Maybe that's how the dinosaurs went extinct. <laughs> they went extinct by the plot. I think that's probably it. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> but um, yeah, so because you know uh, the the timeline uh, of of Christian scripture does not allow for uh, for, for uh, anything to exist. It's what six six sixty million years ago or whatever it was. The, the long span of dinosaurs. So to reconcile that, they have to say, well, the humans and humans existed at the same time as dinosaurs. Also. I'm pretty sure what in the Bible it says. Oh my God! <laughs> my <bad. laughs> that was my wake-up alarm for <laughs> for Monday. We're just getting going. Yeah. Um. All right. So, anyways, there's an ark in Kentucky. It's that's weird. Don't go to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky. I'm surprised they even like included dinosaurs. At all. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Who knows? So anyways, uh, in the story, there's uh, it rains for 40 days and 40 nights, and then uh, after a while, uh, things chill out a bit, and it comes to, the ark comes to rest on top of uh, a mountain, the mountain Ararat, uh, which is now in, or the, now in modern Turkey, I think that's modern Turkey, well, I guess it was always, the mountain was always <laughs> there. <laughs> It moved. It moved. Then God uh, said, Yahweh said to everyone, dudes, I won't do that again. Yeah, on a big microphone. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Remember that <laughs> shit? That yeah. was weird. <laughs> yeah. You, I immediately regret that. Here's a rainbow. This yeah. is my sign that uh, I won't do it again. Mm-hmm. I always thought, because I, I was told that I, when like growing up, uh, you know, uh, loosely Christian. A, I was told that, you know, the rainbow thing, and I thought, after a while, I thought, oh, that must be just something that my parents are telling me for, for nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, but, I flooded but, the earth, here's a rainbow. Yeah, but it's for real there. That's that's a bad trade-off. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't honest. get me wrong, rainbows are great, but, like, for the mass murder of uh, our entire species, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking that trade. <laughs> Although, I guess I didn't, I wouldn't have uh, much of a choice. I told you I'm with you. So anyways, that is the the biblical uh, story. Here's where it gets interesting because this is a this is a story from the Old Testament or the uh, Hebrew scripture which was written, I think we established last episode somewhere between 1200 uh, BCE to 160 something or whatever mm-hmm. BCE just kind of changing in that time. Yeah, and even then being revised since yeah. then. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah, exactly. So this is the thing is that this isn't the first time that this story, uh, a story somewhat like it, a flood story uh, arose in this area, in the area of Mesopotamia, mm-hmm. um, in between, this is in between the Tigris and the Euphrates River in like modern Iraq, Iran, uh, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, the f- this is the first, the oldest uh, civilization that we know of is the Sumerians, um, which is in this area. And they have uh, they have a story of their own. Mm-hmm. They have the Epic of Gilgamesh. So do you did you know anything about uh, <laughs> about this? I know it's very similar to the story that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but was it a case of divine retribution? Um, let's see. It uh, yeah yeah it was. So mm-hmm. this is oh my god uh, this name is uh, impossible. Well, so the main character of the Epic of Gilgamesh mm-hmm. is Gilgamesh. Yeah. Uh, but Gilgamesh goes somewhere and he comes across this man Ut, Utnapishtim Utnapishtim uh, I'll just call him Udi uh, <laughs> good old Udi <laughs> yeah good old Udi um, so he comes across this uh, this guy Udi uh, and he uh, <laughs> that's such a cop-out but I don't care uh, uh, so Udi tells him that he is centuries old uh, and that, uh, or sorry, he tells him that the story that he's about to tell him is centuries old. But uh, Udi is the main character in the story. Okay. So, so we know he's centuries old, right? It's not weird for that time. No. I mean, everybody in the Bible is living to like five hundred, six hundred. Exactly, exactly. I just say it to to yeah. kind of to make the point. He's uh, he's he's got he's similar age to Noah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the god E, or A, it's just spelled E-A, uh, so I'm not sure uh, what the pronunciation is. Uh, the god E, I'm going to go with A. The god A warned uh, Udi <laughs> every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
warned Udi that uh, the other gods were were really upset uh, about God knows what. Just you know, people. I don't just, know. Humans are. Yeah, you just, just need to take a peek at the news and be like, ah. Yeah, go, right. <laughs> gods are just finicky. They're yeah. just finicky, and they're easy. They're jealous, and they're easily offended. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they're just like you know. They're, they're like all the little bits of humans, mm-hmm. just like magnified. Yeah, uh, deified. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so anyways, uh, this this god warns Udi that uh, <laughs> this is not going to help anybody find things. Udi, just saying Udi. <laughs> Utnapishtim. I, I'm going to try it. All right. So warned Utnapishtim uh, that there's going to be a flood. Uh, and he instructs him to guess what? To build, build a boat. And, yes, an enormous <laughs> boat. <Yep. laughs> to save himself, his family, and uh, to quote it, uh, although it's translated, the seed of all living things. So it doesn't go into more specific detail than that, but I think the parable is is, is obvious, right? Um, the seed of all living things, mm-hmm. two of each, of each, yeah. each animal. Could you imagine being told to build a boat by this great deity <laughs> and then suddenly like you're like okay i'm gonna bring up all my buddies all my family and stuff yeah. and then he's like no just you yeah just you. well you see he did <laughs> he did say his family too he can bring his family and, and yeah the, but I'm, I'm just saying yeah like, yeah in all yeah. these stories they seem to yeah. be able to take their family with them but yeah like if, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah a little hypothetical yeah, yeah like these people like it's just them that have the relationship with this deity mm-hmm. but then it extends to their family. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that they, uh, like, clearly these deities are not overly concerned for the well-being of uh, of human beings. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's it's a little, yeah, it's almost surprising that they let the family go along. If you mm-hmm. got you got the relationship with this one person. Yeah. And then. Uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, basically just telling the same same story over, you'll you'll start to notice that so the rain falls over many days and causes flooding. Uh, and uh, the boat sets down. Want to take a guess where it sets? Where it sets is it down? Is it that same mountain? It uh, it is just on top of a mountain. They okay. didn't actually name it. They they were a little bit more vague in this one. Okay. Um, it's also written in like Sumerian, so maybe yeah. it's not completely translated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we mentioned we might have mentioned the writing of the Sumerian writing. This is the, some of the first first ever the first that mm-hmm. we found uh, that's cuneiform. I think we talked about it. It's just kind is of that, a... was it written in cuneiform? I believe so. Okay. But I'm I, actually I thought not sure. cuneiform was just for like just... recording um, amounts of grain and stuff. Like yeah. That. But I don't I don't know <laughs> well, if they wrote stories. You there. know what? That's a, it's a good but that's definitely it's interesting that you say that because most of what we like that's what they found uh, originally like the first uh, cuneiform that they found was like just merchant yeah and uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of these things that we did like these old early samples of writing mm-hmm. most of them are like are, are edicts uh, and like these kind of sort of governmental uh, records mm-hmm. uh, that that we have like there's not a lot there's far more of that than there is of uh, you know I guess Homer's be, Odyssey and, yeah. yeah there would be more of a need for that kind of thing rather than because they used to st- just tell stories orally yeah. for a long time in many cultures and mm-hmm. um, I guess it would be more imperative for them to need something to write down for the government yeah exactly and also um kind of just thinking about it now is that uh, is that most people would have been illiterate that's true yeah uh so uh, you, you, at that time you only knew how to read if you were involved in that kind of thing mm-hmm. like, if, if you're like oh if you're a part of the upper class mm-hmm. uh i'm not again i'm not sure what their education systems were like in <laughs> sumer but uh but if you look at the Rosetta Stone, for example, mm-hmm. the Rosetta Stone is simply like uh, I can't remember what it says, but it's really boring stuff. <laughs> uh, it just it just happens to be in four different languages, I think it was. Mm. Um, then they all say the same thing. Yeah. So uh, we had we knew what do we probably Greek or something. It seems like Greek would be the one that that we would have known. Yeah. And then wasn't uh, that the thing that like cracked ancient Egyptian yes yeah. I believe so okay. yeah yeah and there's uh, I think it might have cracked another one as well so it's kind of just become like the term like that's why there's that uh, you know mm-hmm. the Rosetta Stone yeah. language learning thing yeah it just yeah <laughs> that's what it that's what it does so anyways um back to uh 
Utnapishtim. Mm-hmm. That's pretty and good. Buddy Gilgamesh. Wait, is this it? is a story about this, Utnapishtim? This, yeah, it's in, the Epic of Gilgamesh. <laughs> <laughs> the Epic of Udi. Yeah, the Epic of Udi. Utnapishtim is, te- is, uh, is, is telling the story to Gilgamesh. Um, and uh, it happened uh, a while before. So, anyways, both sets down on the mountain, and then uh, guess what? Guess what the gods do? Um, as a promise that they'll never do it again. <laughs> Rainbow. <laughs> Rainbow. Yep. So, basically, the exact same story. Yeah. It's basically the exact same story. I probably could have uh, shortened it a bit for you, but I just wonder whatever. If- the Hebrews heard that story and were thinking, hmm, <laughs> that's a good story. That's, that's a good one. I was like, <laughs> there's one, one guy was like, oh man, that'll make a that'll make a great uh, a great chapter in my novel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, just mildly blasphemous. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Stay here with the kids. This I was I was really surprised uh, at this one though. In uh, there's a there's a Vedic myth. Uh, so this is a, of an Indian king named Manu. Uh, Indian stories are amazing. This is uh, mm. from India. They're they're a little a little bit more like wild, and I like that. <laughs> uh, so from the tame Christians. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, ah. exactly. Uh, so in this one, Manu is warned of a flood that a flood will destroy humanity. By a fish. Okay? So, uh, Wait, where did the fish come from? <laughs> you know, this is, a good, this is a good question. I was thinking of the same thing. Uh, it didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't find anything. It wasn't, uh, like, Manu, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm picturing Manu just walking on the ground. You know, maybe he's, uh, maybe he's climbing up to pick some mangoes or something. I don't know. But, like, the fish just flies through the air. <laughs> I don't know. Was he, like... I don't know. Maybe he was on a boat. He was... I don't know. Was, <laughs> a, a fish. Fish shells him. And uh, I don't think that Manny was surprised. He was like, oh, yeah, a talking fish. It's ancient times. Yep. That shit happens. Yeah, so, okay, he tells Manu to build a boat. Uh, again, just Damn. build a boat. You gods are just like... Yeah. <laughs> They can make all this stuff happen. They can't build their own boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? What is that? They'd be like, "There's got to be a more creative way uh, that they could just like, or like an easier way. Just I'll just make a bubble around you. Yeah. yeah you can... I don't know. Maybe it's their way of flexing. Yeah. <laughs> they do, just do this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Save yourself. I think that's what it is. Human. Yeah, they still like. They're like, I'm gonna let you live, but I want you to feel the waves. You gotta work for uh, it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so he builds the boat, uh, of course, because that's just the story. And then he ties. Okay, so it says he ties the the boat to the fish's horn. So now the fish has a horn. I it wasn't the. It's not the first thing I think, but it's like they say a, a fish I'm told him. I'm trying to him, think of what kind I, of fish's horns, and I'm only coming up with a narwhal, and that's not even really a fish. No, but they would have definitely considered it a fish yeah. at that okay, point. Okay, yeah, that's um, true. So yeah, that's what I had too. I was thinking, like, is it an? It, it must be a narwhal. What else? At, what? Uh, I don't think narwhals even get much bigger than. I don't know. I don't know how big they get, but I don't yeah. think it's enormous. No, I don't think so. And uh, but I, I'm still picturing this fish as pretty small. Like in my mind, he's pulling a boat, <laughs> but he <laughs> but he's basically flounder yeah. with a horn from from the Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no no idea. This is just it's ridiculous, but I I kind of like that mm-hmm. surrealist thing. It's fun. Uh, and uh, so he ties it to the fish's horn. Just like just this, you know, tiny horn on the goldfish uh, that he's that's pulling his boat, and uh, all right, take a guess. The boat comes to rest after all of this. Where? On a mountain. On a mountain, on a mountain again. <laughs> so like, <laughs> clearly there was some some mixing of uh, cultures here, but uh, India seems to me it just like in my mind it seems so separate. From uh, like in in ancient times, from like Mesopotamia and that area. Where are the Himalayas? Uh, well, they run around along the northern uh, border of uh, India. 
Okay. Uh, but I don't know how, like, so I don't know how much they loop around if they cut off, um, <coughs> pardon me, if they cut it off uh, at all from the rest of, uh, from the rest of Asia. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I know, like, uh, if kind of just thinking back to, like, uh, when, when they talk about Alexander's conquests uh, going into uh, Alexander the Great, going into India, mm-hmm. uh, they do talk about him crossing mountains. Um, okay. Unless I'm thinking of Hannibal crossing with his elephants that's uh, into uh, into Italy. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's Italy, India. We yeah. will start with I. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so then there's no rainbow in this story, unfortunately. I was really oh, kind of hoping, bad. yeah. Um, but uh, something else, another consolation prize. No, no, uh, no. But um, just the fish. Yeah, the thing is, Manu, Manu <laughs> just the fish. They cooked him up. Uh, he was either Brahma or the incarnation of Vishnu, depending on this the story that you hear. But uh, Manu plays a kind of a bigger role in in uh, this Vedic myth than uh, than Noah. That he also kind of plays the the role of Adam if we're comparing him to the Abrahamic religions. Okay. Um, because at that point it was this one was just Manu. They like you know yeah it was just Manu on the boat, and when he came to rest, uh, there was still water there, and he poured out uh, butter. Uh, so I'm imagining like a clarified butter. That's kind of what they talk about in India ghee. Um, he poured butter into the the water with sour milk, um, just kind of as a sacrifice. Uh, okay. And uh, from there, apparently a woman was created uh, who called Out herself... butter? Yeah, butter a and butter sour... Butter <laughs> Butter and sour milk, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so she uh, she's created. Uh, she calls herself the daughter of Manu. Uh, but uh, despite her name, they they together they replenish the the world a little. A it's, little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. Oh, there's yeah, there's it, a bit of it, little it, hinky stuff in yeah. ancient times. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're like less aver- averse to incest than us, and I don't. Yeah. I'm, this kind of it weirds me out. Weirds me out. It should. It should. Yeah. <laughs> in modern yeah. times, I think everyone should be weirded out by yeah. that. Yeah. Jesus, take it easy, ancient times. <laughs> All right. So yeah, the, so that's kind of uh, I just found that it really fascinating how closely tied uh, these stories these stories are to each other. Um, so clearly, in my opinion, clearly there's well, there's obviously a connection between the Sumerian uh, and uh, the Hebrew. It's in the same area, mm-hmm. just years later. Yeah. The story is is basically like not word for word, but like uh, part for part. Uh, yeah, it's like two versions of the same story. Exactly, exactly. The thing is, uh, it also seems I would be very surprised if the Vedic myth didn't wasn't influenced by it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, I think There's they must a cultural exchange going on here. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's uh, that's the lesson. Humans are humans are a mixed bag. We are all yeah. we're they always travel. Yeah. They tell each other stories. <laughs> yeah. Um, so all right. So let's get into uh, some of the the real life theories. Yeah, you humi humi. Okay, <laughs> I, I was saying it perfectly last time. Euhemerism. You he- yes. Here we go. Yes, the euhemerism. All right. All right. So uh, we have uh, kind of a, some interesting theories. I'm, I'm gonna. St- I'll start off with the kind of a short one here uh, that I'm. I'm not really. Uh, I don't really subscribe to. Uh, we have. Uh, there's a man named Giza Rohim. Giza Rohim of Hungary. He is a psychoanalyst. And uh, what's a psychoanalyst? A psych. Um, did you say psychoanalyst? Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh, no, no, no. What, what did you say? Psy- psychoanalyst. Oh, psychoanalyst. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, that... <laughs> I'm not sure about that, Mike. Um, so... <laughs> uh, who's, 
I don't know. I thought maybe it was like cycles of um like the ice age cycle yeah. kind of thing. Okay. I, I do just, have a point about, I'm imagining him, about that. But... I'm, I'm imagining him being a therapist for bikes. Like, yeah, doing a spin a, class. Yeah. So, how are you how feeling the... this week? Does it make you feel insecure that the other bikes can actually move spin bike? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's hear this Hungarian. Okay, so his his basic idea is that um, he thinks that the flood myths were psychological uh, and didn't. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. sorry. Well, this I'll is... stop <laughs> No, it's good. It's good. So he thinks that the the flood myths come from uh, humans who were dreaming uh, of the flood when they were asleep with full bladders. Yeah, so, so yeah. basically uh, his <laughs> idea is that all these flood myths these, uh, that uh, around the world are are simply uh, humans having to pee. And it has nothing to do with the fact that sometimes water is where it's not supposed to be at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, I don't. I, see, that's it's. I think it's a little bit weak. Uh, it's a it's a weak it's a weak hypothesis. But I figured, you know. You guys can decide for yourself. Um, it's fun to laugh at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, so personally, I'll, I'll before I go into the other ones, I've kind of got. Uh, I don't really have a, a full a full theory of my own. I'm not I'm not a scientist, but um, I I kind of uh, it, it just seems to me that it makes sense that flood flood myths are going to be uh, going to be in a lot of uh, different cultures because. Um, our civil like civilization human civilization is based around water right like yeah, uh, we were nomadic for most of our our existence until uh, the neolithic revolution when we learned how to uh, domesticate animals when we learned how to um, how to farm uh, how to grow crops and to grow crops you need irrigation Yep. To to create an irrigation system, you need uh, a, a, a water source, obviously. And once you create that, once you create that uh, irrigation system, you've put a lot of work into that one area, and then you've got crops going up there. You can't you can't be moving around uh, anymore. They, they had floating gardens in like Central America. Oh. It was it's yeah, really cool. yeah, like the, they would like go around in boats and they yeah. would have like floating crops and stuff. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Like it's really cool. So <laughs> do you mean so that they could uh they could still be somewhat nomadic while they were uh growing crops or is it just um just cuz uh, I think it, you know what? I don't know too much about the subject, but I just know uh, that it was a thing. Um Yeah, that's fascinating. I think they were sedentary. Okay. Yeah. They, they just like, liked. They just loved having floating gardens. Yeah. Like I didn't. It, uh, it's not like they were like floating down the river, but they yeah. were like in um like lakes and okay. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fascinating. I love mm-hmm. like, I'm sure that there was like a, a pragmatic reason for it, mm-hmm. but I'm I still just like the thought that they just did it because it was nice. Yeah. Uh, kind of on that same the hanging gardens of Babylonia. Oh yeah. We just. It's just nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've set up around these uh, these water sources, and of course, uh, these uh, they flood all the time. They just uh, mm-hmm. um, and uh, here's the thing about uh, specifically if we're talking about um, Sumer and the and like the uh, Abrahamic religions in Mesopotamia. Yep. This is again between the Tig- uh, Tigris or Tigris uh, and the Euphrates. Yeah, very fertile land. Yeah, very fertile land, but also, um, there's a lot of uh, like hard mud plains uh, that don't uh, that don't necessarily um, absorb water. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, the Tigris and the Euphrates don't um, flood in a regular sense. They like in like a regular way, like the Nile does in Egypt. Mm. Uh, it can just like there's lots of flash floods. Uh, this is what I heard at least flash floods and like really uh, you know. Um, just, just it'll just happen all of a sudden, and like they would always, you know, they there was a lot blame the gods, right? Because yeah. uh, it happened, they'd come down from the the mountains, and uh, and yeah, so it it floods really quickly. You could just you can know, you could fall asleep on top of a ziggurat and <laughs> just hanging out, falling asleep, yeah. sacrificing people. And, uh, did, they, and then, did they sacrifice people? You know, I don't know. I, I might be thinking of like the Mayans and mm-hmm. and that. I don't know. You know, when I, mm-hmm. you're thinking of the 
hearts and uh, sacrifices going down the steps of the yeah. things. Uh, anyways, yeah, I don't know, yeah. but probably they sacrifice people, right? Yeah. I don't know. Once We're in like, a while, yeah, a person. yeah, yeah. All of the firstborns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It just it just kind of uh, makes sense. You'd have these flash floods. Uh, coming up, you have no uh, at the time like scientific explanation for it, mm-hmm. so it's the gods. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it only makes sense that that, that it would kind of infiltrate uh, the superstitious minds of uh, ancient peoples. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, uh, so in the late 1990s, uh, Columbia University geologist uh, William Ryan and uh, Walter Pittman hypothesized uh, that there was a great flood in the Middle East at uh, at the end of the last ice age, so about 7,000 years ago. Um, so they believed that that the melting glaciers in Europe uh, actually uh, actually caused uh, the Mediterranean Sea mm-hmm. to overflow. <laughs> so I'm just it's hard for me it's hard for me to imagine that like a, an entire sea uh, overflowing and uh, it says. It says with a force 200 times that of Niagara Falls. This wow. is their this is their theory, right? Um, so at that time, uh, they they say in the theory that the the Black Sea was actually fresh water. That's what they mm-hmm. what they yeah. say, right? Um, so glaciers melt uh, at the end of the ice age. Uh, the Mediterranean Sea overflows and then uh, just flows into the Black Sea and mixes. Uh, with the Black Sea, so that it becomes a sea and not a, a lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so later on, uh, a National Geographic Society explorer, Robert Ballad, uh, discovered actually some supporting evidence uh, to this. Uh, so he discovered an underwater river valley. Um, and uh, let's see. Oh, this one I found, thought was fascinating. He found also... Uh, Stone Age structures and tools under the Black Sea. Interesting. Did, yeah. did they say how far down? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't see that. Um, yeah, that's a. Uh, I read that um, they found a ancient shoreline about 400 feet. Was it yes. feet? I think it was feet. I'm pretty sure it was feet. Yeah. But it could be meters. 400 okay. feet down. Yeah. No, I got the ancient shoreline, but I did not. Uh, I didn't get like in a, a depth. Yeah, so like I think that's fascinating. It really like obviously, mm-hmm. uh, people were there. Yeah, people yeah. were there. People were there, and I, so like I wonder, makes you wonder how large, how much the Black, Black Sea expanded at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's interesting to think because even uh, you know during the summer I work um, in uh, in the north of our province. And uh, you walk around, and it's uh, it's like you just thinking uh, that everything there had once been underwater is kind of a bizarre. It's just a bizarre thought how how much how much things uh, have changed on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything kind of seems so uh, so uh, immutable, and just uh, you know, mountains even, but those weren't always there. Yeah. Uh, it just uh, it's a it's a changing creature almost, um, but anyways also under the uh, they found fossilized freshwater fish as well, um, so uh, so that kind of uh, that are oh carbon dated back to um, a little bit more than seven thousand years ago to fifteen thousand years ago, so fits again fits the fits the bill. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I don't know. How do you think somebody just like so they just had this theory, and then somebody goes out and gets all this supporting evidence? Like, how smarter people than me? Please tell me. <laughs> how do I be smart? <laughs> how do you? <laughs> how do you? <laughs> how do you come up with this this theory? Uh, what's like? I don't know. What do you think? It's, uh, <laughs> I feel like it's just a bunch of puzzle pieces that you have, and you just yeah. have to come up with an idea of what those puzzle pieces could mean, like the freshwater fish, yeah. the the tools that they find, mm-hmm. as well as the geography, like, in the area. Like, obviously, it's a basin, so water that comes in is going to go there. You also have to really consider where the glaciers were and stuff like that. Yeah. 
like I read that I know this is like on the other side of the world, but like at that time glaciers had stretched down all the way to like Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so cool. That's that's one story uh, theory. Did you have any others that you'd come across? Um, other than the fact that it was like just near the end of the ice age, not yeah. really. I can't. Yeah, so, they but, they also talk about or. In the actual myths themselves, they mm. talk about it raining for a long time, but I don't uh, think yeah. there's a way for us to be able to measure yeah. what the weather I, was like. I don't think so. I don't think it would leave like a it wouldn't leave like a geological mark. Yeah. Uh, that was strong enough just, to just the water yeah, itself. Yeah. Cause, yeah. So yeah. I've I've heard as well <clears throat> that uh, there's there's a man uh, Bruce Mass who is uh, an environmental archaeologist at uh, Los Alamos National Laboratory. Um, he uh, believe that comets or meteors hit the Earth, um, and then he thinks it is about 5,000 years ago, and that a 4.8 kilometer. I don't know how he gets the exact like 4.8 kilometers. Yeah. So like, 4.8 kilometer hmm. wide comet hits the ocean uh, off the coast of what is now Madagascar. Um, I think that's that's the way that that uh, the source that I got it. What is now Madagascar? Like it's only 5,000 years ago. Seems like it was probably Madagascar then as well, mm. but <laughs> I guess we didn't call it that. So then that would have caused uh, 600 foot high tsunamis and massive uh, massive hurricanes caused by uh, caused by the superheated well the tsunamis themselves just by the impact I suppose, mm-hmm. but the uh, hurricanes caused by superheated water vapor that would shoot up into jet streams. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know either. But uh, it's really interesting to to envision in the head just just mm. kind of a bunch of uh, jet streams coming <laughs> out into the sky. Madagascar. Uh, that's a yeah. far ways away. Yeah. And then uh, so they think a, a week of darkness would have been accompanied. Uh, it would have been accompanied by a week of darkness as well. From uh, what? Ca- by uh, meteorological like. Meteorological. No, that's not the word. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess <laughs> I just, we throw up some just, shit in yeah, there. Yeah, just materials in the yeah. atmosphere. Uh, this uh, he had no material or no physical evidence at this point, but um, uh, but at some point I can't, I can't. I wish I had the dates. Anyways, um, he he found uh, so tsunamis uh, leave particular patterns. They're sort of wedge-shaped configurations and in, in the sand that are called, what are they called? Chevrons, I believe. Okay. Um, so they uh, discovered uh, chevrons uh, that uh, around this area, apparently. In this area in Madagascar? Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Okay. And then the carbon-dated fossils that were caught in the chevrons uh, and discovered that uh, it matched the 5,000-year-ago timeline. What about that? So, but Interesting. But we've had tsunamis on Earth uh, without meteor uh, strikes or That's comet true. strikes. So uh, I don't know. It seems a little... It, it doesn't seem as solid as the as the previous uh, yeah. theory. Do, mm, do the tsunamis that we have naturally on Earth, can they reach the scale of one created by a meteor? I, you know, I've... I have no idea. I have no, I have no idea. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's. Uh, I don't Personally, know. I don't want to. I don't think they could, because like. Six hundred feet seems uh, like a lot. Like I, uh, I spent a little bit of time in uh, Sri Lanka um, after the, uh, well, a, a number of years after the two thousand four tsunami mm-hmm. that hit there, and uh, they. I, I believe the number that they were always saying was a hundred feet high, okay. the wall of the wall of water. And I know in the city there, like you could see along the coastline, there were still a bunch of buildings uh, broken down. But higher up in the city, it kind of goes up on a slant. Yeah. In uh, in Gaul, it was uh, like people took refuge there and, and weren't hit by it. So mm-hmm. um, so it didn't just like kind of wipe out everything, but. But 600 feet then, if that's the case, because that was a, a gigantic tsunami like that. Would, uh, would 100 there. meters be like... Wait, did you that? say meters or feet? Oh, I said feet, but, you know, it's so easy to mix this up, especially yeah. in this... 
Our country is me- is weird. Yeah, I don't you're know. Just like we, we we measure ourselves in feet. We me- measure other things in centimeters. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Kilometers, feet, uh, like yards. Y- I don't yeah, even know what a it's, yard is. Yeah, it's twenty twenty whatever's like centigrade <laughs> outside, and then uh, and then we're cooking our meal at four hundred fifty Fahrenheit. Yeah. We we need to figure our shit out. Yeah. Get on it, Canada. Let's, um, <laughs> let's uh, hashtag full metric. Yeah. Let's <laughs> like, that's I'm starting that movement. I've been wanting to do it for a while. Uh, it'd be hard to yeah. Anyways, enough of this um, imperial. Sorry, show. what I, I was asking um, is like a hundred meters like average for um, a tsunami. You know, or is there even an average? I don't, I have no. Okay. <laughs> I have no <laughs> that's, idea. That's fine. Yeah. Asking the real questions here that can't be answered. Yeah. By us at least. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, I think that's basically that's those are flood myths right there. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's that's the thing. Yeah. Um. I feel like yeah. in the future Manitoba will have flood myths. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure basically. if there were people around at the time that it was just yeah. like water. Yeah, they in would the have great a flood, flood of 1997, <laughs> the people came from all around to mm-hmm. sandbag their their houses, <laughs> so their trampolines didn't get wet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I think that's gonna be it. <laughs> uh, have you ever have you ever like experienced a flood? Like, uh, just uh, like no, not really. Like that that flood in '97, I was 10 years old for. Oh well, uh, just like so, any flood. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, like that, I guess. But but that was I was too young to really like take it in. Yeah, yeah I've yourself? never been personally affected by a flood, but sometimes. Yeah. Well, actually, my house is in River Heights, and mm-hmm. when we first moved in, sometimes when it rained really heavily, um, our basement would. Uh, something in our basement would back up, and then there'd be like a layer of water over the floor. Oh uh, yeah, that's gross. Yeah. 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 It feels like it's it's coming from the sewer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't happen anymore. So. Yeah. yeah. That was. Have you have you experienced any uh, natural disasters uh, or like uh, disasters? Doesn't maybe not, but like uh, mm. big events, tornadoes, anything like that. I've, no, no, not personally. I've always wanted yeah. to see a tornado, but yes. I've always been so scared of them. Yeah, we kind of. I think we. T- <laughs> yes, I think we touched on Twister last time. Yeah, uh, it was my favorite movie it. as a kid. Oh, it's so good, <laughs> so good. Um, I got caught. I was in uh, like outside of Memphis one time, uh, Tennessee, just because I'll say that because we were talking about Egypt and stuff earlier, mm. not not <laughs> Memphis, Egypt. Uh, and uh, I got caught just kind of in the the outskirts of the of a of a F5 tornado <gasps> not like oh, the man. actual like tornado itself but in, like the storm the, like the, uh, the yeah. yeah and uh, it was absurd like we were going <laughs> i've been driving uh, we'd been driving for about 14 hours at that point mm-hmm. um, my friend uh, refused to give up the wheel he wanted to drive the whole way and oh, he would just like was had drank so many red bulls <laughs> yes <laughs> I look, well. yeah. So it looks like it, the it, it looked like somebody was just standing on the roof of our of our car, pouring uh pouring like rain or pouring like buckets of water uh oh endlessly over our windshield. Which like you know if you kind of relating this back to the flood mess, if you if the experience the rain like that, if they experience the rain like that in ancient times, uh that that definitely could like that idea could pop into your head that the world is going to flood um but anyways it was just pouring down like that my my look over at my friend he's like leaning forward over the steering wheel his eyes are bloodshot red and there's like it's you know it's the states so there's like four lanes of traffic uh we've got we've got like semi trucks on either side of us and i'm like oh my my god we need to pull over (laughs) we need to pull over he's like no 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 we can go And and finally Finally, I convinced them to pull over, but it was uh, it was absurd. Like as mm-hmm. as fast as we moved the wipers, uh, you could not see uh, anything uh, at all. And uh, yeah, apparently, apparently, I was in an earthquake in in Kathmandu as well. You didn't notice? I didn't. That, no, <laughs> I know. Another d- day in Kathmandu. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, so <laughs> it was, really, it was it was the year after the big earthquake in in Kathmandu that was devastating. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was there, and I was in uh, this like 
I was getting all frou-frou in the uh, meditation course that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you said, like, it's a really intense course. Apparently, I was really taken with, with it because uh, you'd sit for 10 hours a day, complete silence for 10 wow. days. Uh, and so apparently somewhere in the middle of that, there was an earthquake. But I don't know if we were just all just zoned out zone. or... Yeah, like, <laughs> Yeah, but it was also like a little bit higher up uh, in this, like on the outskirts of the city, and a little bit higher up in the foothills. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was really kind of disappointed, and like I kind of wanted to experience it a little bit. Yeah. But not obviously not in the way that uh, it was experienced uh, in Kathmandu the year before, because that's horrible, horrible stuff. But like apparently, people in the city ran out of their like uh, my hostel. They ran out of, out of the hostel to make sure you know because mm-hmm. you don't you don't. Like, the shaking itself doesn't hurt, but yeah. collapsing buildings and it's it bad, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I sat through an earthquake and didn't realize that. That's <laughs> wow. how That's how, that's my attention to detail right yep. there. <laughs> and let this day be cast by we who ready to wait. The Kraken! Okay, so let's talk about uh, the Kraken, right? Everybody's favorite rum. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, so the Kraken is from North mythology. Uh, it was said to be about a mile long, uh, and it uh, could be mistaken for an island, apparently. But, like, what does that... Who mistakes a creature for an island? Like, I don't care how if big it is. it's just, like, sitting there. Yeah. You know, you see it on the horizon, oh... We haven't been on land in a few weeks. Yeah, we're like, yeah, we all have scurvy. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this fruit has some island. What? Oh, my God. This this island's got some fruit. (laughs) Yeah. So clearly uh, this one, I don't know if anybody's seen, if you've all seen the uh, picture or drawing or whatever, the Kraken or or like a description, but uh, like... Like you're drawing the real Kraken. Uh, but it's clearly a squid or an octopus. Yeah. Like it's just, that's just what it is. Sometimes it's a little bit deformed in the sort of the depictions. But uh, it's still obvious that it came, the the sort of, uh, if if you, you humorism of it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, comes comes, <laughs> comes, from, uh, comes from the squid, right? Mm-hmm. So the... The real, uh, like the largest um, squid, the at least that I found, uh, the largest giant squid, is 43 feet long. So not quite a mile, Damn. but still fucking gigantic. That, like, that includes the tentacles, though, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah, like, I hope. If, yeah, I hope if, so. Like, Jesus, if it was, <laughs> if it wasn't included, just, just I would. The body is yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't want to live on a planet with that. Like, creature. I'd imagine <laughs> if you were to mistake a creature for an island, then the island part would be its body. Yeah. So then its body would be a mile long. Yeah, but also like, be... we oh have to, <laughs> we have to That's also so consider sorry. that uh, maybe these like these Vikings or whatever from are just. Like a little yeah. bit stupid. I don't know. I'm not really sure how good the Viking educational system is. Mm-hmm. I've heard some rough things. It's gotten better yeah. since then. Yeah. But um, um, I was actually <laughs> watching um, when I was younger. I used to be really into like these monster hunting shows, and they were doing an episode on this one lake monster and how people. Um, when when they would see something out there, they would estimate it to be like, oh, it was 20 feet long, oh, it was 30 feet long. Mm-hmm. And so the producers on the show, they actually got um, some residents and some locals to come out onto the lake with them. Okay. And they planted a log yeah. that was about 15 feet long. Okay. And then they would point it out and be like, oh, what is that? And then yeah. they'd be like, oh my gosh, that must be it. And it's like they would measure it they, in, yeah. like just from looking at it. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, it was 25 feet. It was 35 uh, feet. Yeah, I think maybe uh, that's interesting. Um, I think we just uh, were maybe more just I'm, I, maybe more apt to to think that something because like I've been out on a canoe and stuff, and you see a floating log. It definitely looks like something mm-hmm. and, and like a real thing. Like, like, but, thir- like sorry, it, it yeah, could be like further away than you actually think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It could be further away. Maybe. 
maybe we're programmed to err on the side of caution and we're supposed we think okay that creature or that thing over there is is larger than it is mm-hmm. because uh it's it's better to think that and to run away and survive than it is to uh, think that it's yeah and exactly suddenly it's upon you and... yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so maybe maybe it's like an evolutionary uh, uh, sort of uh, trick to 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 malfunction a little mm-hmm. bit in our yeah. in our estimation <laughs> um, so yeah so we've got the kraken we've got I liked this one here this is uh, proc Procopius, goddamn, uh, <laughs> this is a sea monster. Uh, so he, uh, it's about a a massive ship sinking man eating monster, described by the Byzantine historian Procopius. There, so um, this is uh, you see the pictures of it. If you look it up, again, it's a whale. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's just like I, d- I don't know. Yeah, they it's just, just everything in the sea at a certain point was a monster. Yeah. I think, and you know what? There are still things out there that yeah. we don't know what they are. Yeah, they're well. The thing is, they we are. Don't, they're, we don't, they're, we don't know that. Yeah, there's some creepy things. There's some creepy things out there. Um, like recently, have you seen the Greenland shark? There's no. I saw like uh, recently they they found uh, a Greenland shark. They believe to be they believe their lifespan to be somewhere from somewhere around 500 years. Uh, to, to yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. The Nova shark, <laughs> exactly. Uh, they they believe they don't even hit sexual maturity until about 100 years. Oh, crap. And they look uh, they look prehistoric, right? Like they they mm-hmm. just look like these creatures from the past, which which makes sense. Uh, How big is it? Big like a yeah. megalodon? No, no, it's not like that. <laughs> it's not like that. Um, I, but uh, you know, it's just like a uh, like it's it's not a one of those tiny little sharks going around like it's a size of a small boat. I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the actual. You're asking me for too many details. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's a like so it looks it looks prehistoric, and I had had thought of like why just because it's old. Why does it look? Why why would it have to look that way? And I thought well. If they don't hit sexual maturity until a hundred years old, yeah. um, and uh, other sharks are hitting sexual maturity, and I don't, I don't actually know the number, but I'm assuming for like most animals, it's like a year, two years. Mm-hmm. You know, makes maybe. sense that we don't see so many Greenland sharks if yeah. it takes so long between. E- exactly, maturity. exactly, and it makes sense that they have had less evolutionary steps to to kind of mm-hmm. uh, change their appearance. So they still have kind of the the overall look of something that uh, existed uh, thousands and thousands of years ago. It's out of fashion now. It's a, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Greenland sharks are not trendy, but you know what? <laughs> they stick to their guns, and yeah. I appreciate that. So, anyways, so this uh, big, massive ship sinking, ship sinking, eating, man-eating monster that is a uh, just a sperm whale is is what it is. Um, described by the Byzantine historian. Uh, his name Proco Procopius. Oh my God, I'm so bad at that. Quick clarifying, because we like to get into to the minutia of history here a little bit. The if you hear Byzantine, uh, that's no, they didn't call themselves that. They mm-hmm. just called themselves Romans. Yeah. Uh, they just uh, this is uh, at a certain point in Roman history when we say that uh, it fell, it would just split into the east and the west, uh, east and the west, and the west fell. Uh, or like fell sort of just slowly morphed into a bunch of smaller barbarian kingdoms mm-hmm. whereas the the uh, the east turned into the eastern roman empire with constantinople as its uh, as its uh, capital they just called themselves romans for their whole their whole time they survived until 1400 or so uh, like yeah. but like a long a lot longer than people generally give the romans credit for uh, and then later on, historians uh, decided, uh, I can't remember exactly why, to call them Byzantine. So they're just Romans. I don't know why we do that. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, so it has been uh, apparently known for sperm whales to attack ships, um, especially kind of uh, if they get caught in shallow waters. Do they have uh, any idea why? Um, just uh, I think just the same reason that... Uh, animals attack things. They're just afraid. <laughs> like uh, they're just afraid. They're just you know, they're they're by, threatened yeah. by by these ships. Uh, they know. I think a lot of this comes from like uh, the kind of 
golden age, if you want to call it that. It seems a little harsh to Wales, but of whaling, the whaling industry, um, when there's a lot more interaction uh, between them. Uh, They have been known to kind of to attack, to sink ships because they're gigantic. Um, They would just be wooden ships at the time. And then even apparently to eat sailors that that dropped overboard. So, um, yeah, so like that, I wonder, you know, I wonder how long we've had these sort of uh, these 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 stories, because, Mm -hmm. again, I believe that there is a. Uh, biblical story. Yeah, I was just thinking that actually. Yeah, uh, uh, Jonah and the whale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just like somebody had his friend eaten by a whale and was like, oh, <laughs> I bet he's doing fine. <laughs> he's, to, yeah, I'll write the story of him hanging out. In, in I always think the... of whales as being like just eating krill and stuff. Yeah. But I never think of the whales that like will kill people. Yeah. Like I mean orcas obviously and yeah. stuff, but like I never think of like sperm whales. I guess yeah. those are the ones eating people. Yeah, I think I think orcas as well are closer related to dolphins than to to whales. But but clearly there's some sort of tie. It's a mammal yeah. in the sea, so there's got to there's got <laughs> to be some related to cows. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Speaking of cows, let's talk about sea cows. Let's talk. Yes. About, let's. <laughs> <laughs> mermaids. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful women of the sea. The beautiful women <laughs> of the sea. Yeah. Yeah. Just about <laughs> sailors. Uh, for real, horny I'm thinking sailors. horny sailors <laughs> with scurvy. Who uh, haven't seen a woman in two years? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is. I think that we're just. This one's. We're just cracking it right away. Uh, <laughs> and so they they come across uh, a big uh, manatee. Yeah, uh, in the in the sea. Yep. And what do these what do these guys think? <laughs> now that's a dame. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting that's... out on those rocks, sunbathing. I like I like that you, <laughs> <laughs> they use the terminology like it was the 1930s. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, look at those gams. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so they, yeah, I just I don't I don't get it. Uh, they they see <laughs> they thought they thought uh, the they'd see these manatees and they'd think oh that's a that is a beautiful woman. I don't if you you have to just look up a manatee if you haven't seen it because mm-hmm. it they're also called sea cows kind of, um, which they're named after the land sea cow. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so I, I just I don't get it. So C- Christopher Columbus uh, came across some actually. Um, some just, manatees are beautiful women. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Both, I guess, probably. I don't. You know, I, I don't know it. Him I would. Yeah. To so, try something with a manatee. Cause apparently, <laughs> he did try things with a llama. So. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Um, so yeah, so I, <laughs> I want to know more about that. That yeah. So Christopher Columbus took uh, when he was on his his route before he started to um, you know becoming a genocidal maniac. Uh, he he uh, he saw some uh, off the coast of the Dominican Republic. He saw these manatees, or he said three mermaids. Uh, and he uh, he was a little bit more uh, sober than some of these uh, these other sailors, I guess, because he said fellas. they are not they are not so beautiful as they are painted. Uh, since in some ways they have a face of like a man, he says. Um, but Manatee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like uh, I don't know that I've seen a, a man with a face like a manatee either. <laughs> But uh, what, what can they, you do? They do have like some whiskers, don't they? So maybe that's su- what he was thinking. He I suppose so. Took a look uh, at him. Oh, yeah. Hair. Yeah, but like, so he got. I, I just the thing I don't understand is he got close enough to make a judgment that they're not so beautiful as uh, they're painted. That they like look a little bit like a man. He's judged. He's judged their the the gender of their their aspect. Yeah. And yet he doesn't see them and think. Oh, that's just a sea creature. <laughs> that's not a human <laughs> person. Yeah, that's not a half human. <laughs> How, you know what? Like the thing is, I I think you hear kind of all these sort of things about people in the past, and you think, how fucking stupid are these people? <laughs> but it it's just so widespread that you just, I just know, like if I was born in that time, 
I would be that stupid too. Yeah. I'm not. I, and I'm, I'm sure they've never seen anything like that before, and they think, uh, I think that's a person. Yeah. Yeah. All I can say is thank God for the scientific revolution. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank God, eh? That's a, that's a funny, funny choice of words. Uh, <laughs> it's just an expression, okay? Take it easy. So I don't really have a an explanation for this one. I just wanted to add in, in like, there's no uh, sort of uh, theory. We, maybe we can theorize on ourselves, but have you seen have you seen the movie The Shape of Water? Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> so, so that that creature, that creature is based on um, the uh, what is it called? The the Yakaruna uh, of the. I didn't Amazon. know that was actually based on. Yeah, something. it's about based on the Yakaruna, just a godlike creature um, in the Amazon River. Uh, so it's a f- fish slash man creature, as you know from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it also it there's kind of like the tie into kind of the romantic aspect of the story, um, although this isn't romantic. I don't want to put that out, but it would lure <laughs> lure people in with aphrodisiacs. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, and you know, kind of have, have little get hinkies. little hankies. <laughs> Where do <laughs> I love your terms, right? Hankies. Ooh, a little bit of hanky. <laughs> Getting, getting hanky. I like how it doesn't uh, specify women. It's just people that yeah, he lives in. Yeah, no, he's... Is that, yeah, I guess it's a species, maybe. Yeah. Oh, God? What is it? It's a... It's, yeah, it's like a godlike okay. fish man. Interesting. God, Godfish man yeah. is what we'll call him. Uh, <laughs> and so they travel on the backs of black crocodiles, which is pretty badass. <laughs> uh, and they also can... It's kind of a nice aspect, and they can heal open wounds. I've got, uh, there's no, there's no theories about these. They're just kind of mythological creatures. I just thought they were badass. Mm-hmm. So, like, I want to, I want if I could travel on the back of a black crocodile without worrying that it would eat me, <laughs> yeah. I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'd just come into class uh, on, the back, on the back of the crocodile. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, we hope that you've uh, enjoyed this episode of Mythologic. Um, join us next time. We'll, we'll be talking about uh, something. Yeah, something <laughs> mythologic. It will be awesome. Yep. Probably. Yep. Yes, definitely. It will be. Okay. <laughs> All right, goodbye.